State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcast you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs super fan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm Sarah Davis here with my co-host, the swim coach at Bloomfield Hills High School, David Jolkevsky. Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Learn more about one of the top rated private universities in the Midwest, according to the US News and World Report. Visit ltu.edu for more information. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This program will cover the girls' season and the winter boys' season, so check in every week for more. This week, David and I are going to be reviewing the results from the 2020 Oakland County Swimming and Diving Championship Meet that took place on Saturday, October 10th. We'll be highlighting some of the athletes and the teams, and then touch on the updated state rankings. So David, to kick this off, let's share with our listeners the format of the Oakland County Swim Meet. All right, so we uh, did a whole lot of thinking and planning and uh, managed to put together a pretty solid meet for the girls. Um, Pretty fortunate. I know a lot of other counties were trying to do their best and uh, just couldn't quite put it together in the end. So we're we're fortunate to get that meet in. So we had one site for our divers, and they competed on October 9th. And uh, all I think we ended up having about 28 after the, the cuts and everything. But all 28 divers got to compete at one site on one set of boards. And they wrapped everything up, all 11 dives on Friday night and had some really good results there. We'll go through some of those a bit. Uh, everywhere from Birmingham all the way out to Novi and Waterford and Lake Orion and all sorts of people jumped in to, to make sure these girls had a great, great setup. So uh, we followed our MHSA guidelines and we had uh, four, four teams at every site. And uh, each team kind of had their own little designated area, designated warm-up area. Everything not non-COVID, we'd always do a timed finals meet. So the girls just get one shot at their 11 dives and one shot at their race. So that stayed the same. And, you know, the, the satellites were kind of built around a little bit with geography, but also, also with last year's placings. And uh, we had some good competition, try to balance the numbers out. Some teams are a little bigger than others. And in the end, I, you know, I think we learned a lot. Um, but we, we definitely gave these kids a great place to race and to dive. And we, we just had some good all-around swims. Uh, first time in a long time, we didn't break any records. Uh, I, I can't think of the last time that happened. But, you know, we'll just, you know, uh, write that off to COVID, I think, as we've done with a lot of things. But uh, all in all, though, a lot of good impressive times. And a lot of girls had the opportunity to get some state cuts and drop some time. Um, the other big thing, you know, middle of the year, uh, with some of these big meets, the, the big debate is, do you suit up, right? Do you wear your tech suit or not? And uh, just about everybody had them on. 
they they know that uh, we don't know what's going to lay ahead in a week. So take advantage of the swims you have. So everybody suited up and we had some really good time drops and super exciting swims and sent all our results into to our host. Waterford would have been the main host. So they were nice enough to compile all the results. And uh, about four or five hours after the, the meet ended, we had our results. And uh, uh, even with a, a, a rough tour free relay, Mercy crowned themselves the champions again. This was with some great swimming. Awesome. And so you mentioned a little bit about like satellites and social distancing. So what were some of the COVID changes that took place at this event? Uh, sure. So going from one site to eight um, was, was probably the biggest one. Um, you know, no spectators, a little bit rough. Um, but, you know, we, we did a good job. You know, the teams that were on deck did a great job creating that atmosphere. Uh, with only the four teams at each site, you know, we, that was an MHSA guideline. I think we learned a lot and, and definitely shared that back with MHSA that some facilities could have safely uh, and very efficiently handled six teams or even a few more. So uh, depending on where boys are at, we're, we're hoping that'll, you know, that might change a little bit for them. But um, quiet at times, I think that was probably the biggest one, getting in for warm up and, you know, just not having a lot of noise or bodies on the deck. But when it came time to race, I mean, they – the, you you wouldn't have known that there there was no crowd or no cheering or anything like that. They they, they did an outstanding job racing. The divers it, it was kind of a normal meet for them because they all got to be at one site on one set of boards. Um, you know, judging panel was the same and, and fair across the board for them. So that probably looked the most normal for us. And um, other than the four teams, um, you know, in the, in the quiet stands, I think that was probably the big, bigger changes for us this year. All right, so not too much. And so what makes this event special for the swimmers and the divers? Oh, yeah, it's it, it's mid-season. We're, you know, right now, uh, so the meet would have been, a, it was a week later this year, uh, but you're about four and a half to five weeks away from league meet. And that's kind of that chance to test the waters, no pun intended there, but to see where you're at, to, to try some of those events, to uh, finally, you know, maybe in a dual meet where you might not see you know, all the competition you'd want, this is finally the chance you're bringing the best to the best from Oakland County. And you, you don't realize, you know, how far Oakland County stretches when a, when a team like South Lion walks in or Novi, um, your walled lake schools that the OA doesn't always see. It's always great to see them Highland Milford bringing in, you know, some great athletes on, on their side. And uh, you put the best of the best in there and, you know, we seed that meet. So the fastest kids are in the last heat and they're side by side. And, and from there you, you go down the list. So, and I certainly don't want to say slowest, but you know, that first heat is your, your kids that just got in the meet and qualified, but they're, they're equally ranked up with, with kids of their ability level. And it's the best of the best in Oakland County. So it's, it makes it special. All right. And so looking at all of these results, how does this, um, how does this meet work? Like, are they, is it based off of divisions? Do the swimmers compete against each other? Just like explain that a little bit. Yeah. So it's just one big invite. Uh, you know, we're, it doesn't matter. Like we're, we're a division one school, Cranbrook's a division, you know, Mercy, they won their division one. Cranbrook took second, they're a division three. Um, so it's all divisions competing against each other. Uh, obviously you've got to be within the Oakland County uh, borders to compete in the meet. And there's uh, a set of qualifying times. We have the A qualifying time. And if, if you hit that time, you're in no matter what. Once all the A qualifiers are in, uh, on a normal year, we would look at filling out the event to 40. 
So our championship pools are eight lanes. So you'd have five heats of races. Um, so anybody with a B cut, we would keep filling in the, those empty lanes until we hit 40. This year we said, you know, we need more bodies on the deck. So anybody with a B cut gets to swim. So uh, I know for like my team and a uh, few others around the area, uh, they were they were very happy girls that normally sit there and wait for those psych sheets to come out. And oh, I missed it by a couple spots. This year they got to go. And again, speaking for my team, and I know a few other coaches around the area, those kids that are on that outside edge of that bubble to make it in, I mean, to see that their eyes just light up. And when they got to that meet, to see the time drops out of those kids who maybe the last couple of years don't make that meet, that made the world to them this year. So I think that was a, a definitely a shining moment for, for those kids. Um, a few other kids that just don't get to always swim in those big meets because they might just be on the outside edge. They, they got in this year. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. With these huge teams that we were talking about earlier, there's definitely a lot of competition even within the teams. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. there were 26 schools competing at this meet and Mercy came out on top. Um, based on you seeing them and your knowledge, what are some of their strengths this season? Uh, you know, again, depth. I think year after year, um, you get a, a, a great, you know, it's, it's a big team talented team. Um, individually for events, uh, you saw them take a one, two finish in the 53. Um, so the sprints were, you know, pretty, pretty dominant for them. Uh, but any event, I mean, you just scroll down that event and you know, they're, they're there, they're, they've got plenty of swimmers in the top eight. Um, and then the nice thing is that depth of that program, you're going to see kids 10th, 11th, 12th place, you know, grabbing a few points uh, for their team as well. So uh, where some teams might only qualify, you know, a handful of kids, they're, they're double digit qualifiers. So that always helps for them. Um, with that depth comes the ability to load up all three relays. A lot of times you're going to see kids or some teams that might not have all the bodies to load three relays. Mercy can load three relays time and time again. And with that depth and with all those extra scoring points, even with a huge setback of DQ in that relay, the two free relay, um, they, you know, that would have been, you know, 40 points if they would have won it. They would, you know, somewhere in the thirties, they would have scored. Um, they still overcame that and still won the meet. So depth, you know, in and out was, was, you know, crucial for them this year. All right. And so why don't we take a look and highlight some of the impressive individual and relay times from this meet? All right, for sure. Um, you know, right out the door, uh, you know, I think you know, Mercy, you know, bookends that meet with a win in the two medley relay. Uh, you know, about a second and a half ahead of Cranbrook. And again, they're not at the same pool. We, we had Cranbrook at our pool and we were half a, you know, half pool length behind them when that medley finished, but we swam lifetime best. So, you know, to have to find the competition when the competition might be at other pools, uh, Mercy with a 147 finish and then uh, uh, Cranbrook with a 148 finish there at a different pool, um, but started to meet off on, on a really good note. Um, and then Cranbrook again with a lot of depth, you got a double winner in Gwen Woodbury, who we had on a few, few weeks back talking to us about uh, heading to, to the Ohio state university, um, winning the 200 free, uh, almost breaking the pool record at Kettering in the 200 free. And, uh, she had some great competition at her satellite with Brooke Thompson from Bloomfield Hills, who I was very proud to, to say broke two school records for us, but those two went head to head. Uh, but Gwen got out there and, and won that 200 free and then came back again in the, in the hundred free and was a double winner for, for Cranbrook. Um, 
Jimin Soon uh, out of Novi uh, from the Lakes Division took second the 200 free overall, but then won the 500 uh, and just you know great distance set. Um, you know Ken Stark doing a nice job with those ladies. They're always you know for the OAA we don't know them we don't see them all the time for the Lakes League you know they they know who they are um, but they come in and do a wonderful job. So uh, yeah, winner in the 500 there for for Jimin and then uh, 200 freestyle runner up. Uh, but some very impressive times with D1 state cuts. Uh, you saw a tight race in the middle um, of the IM. And again, they, they might not have been side by side, but uh, in that IM, you, you've got some good talent coming out of West Bloomfield. Uh, Maddie Smith in the IM, the 210. And then she had a wonderful breaststroke swim as well this year. So great job for them. Uh, Mercy uh, taking care of business in the 50. One-two finish out of Gerda uh, Gidley. Uh, and then Sam Diaz, who, again, another guest we had on two weeks ago, going to go swim at Wyoming uh, here. And just two great splits, 23.95, 24.00. And then from Marion, uh, Julia finishes in a 24.04. So you got three girls at a hand touch. If we were face-to-face, that, that would have been a last second. And coaches chomping on their pencils, spinning around to look at the scoreboard to see what, what the time went. So a lot, of, a lot of great competition there. And all the way through top eight, everybody's sub 25, pretty impressive swims. Um, and then going on, we, we hit that diving break again, taking care of Friday night. Um, but Mercy again, uh, with a great, great dive diving setup there. Uh, Clara McKelman wins in a 382.7. And then you've got an OA diver, uh, Amelia Knotts, uh, outstanding diver, did, took care of business last year and, and right back at it this year. From there down, though, other than a couple uh, – uh, OA divers, you see a lot of kids though from the uh, from the lakes division. You've got your South Lions, um, you know, and I, I think we had a Novi in there, a couple of Novi divers, and then uh, some Walled Lake divers in there as well. So, um, yeah, nice, nice to see uh, you know, lakes division representing and diving. And I know they've got a good dive program out out on the that side of town. Um, so for us in swimming, we would have taken a little break there on Saturday. Uh, would have recapped some diving scores while we were warming down. And we're right back at it in the fly. And Farmington Hills, um, Madeline Greaves, uh, taking care of business in the fly at a 56-3. And then um, Mercy, again, Sam Diaz with a third-place finish. And then Emma May with a fourth-place finish. So, again, you see that depth from Mercy again and again. Sticking two swimmers top fours, pretty impressive for them, picking up some big points. Um, And then uh, Maddie, Madeline, uh, goes on and wins the breaststroke later on for Farmington Hills, which, uh, again, you know, just terrific speed. They've had a lot of talent the last couple of years and, um, still doing a wonderful job. Coach Kyle out there, Kyle Kenyon doing a great job with his ladies. Um, again, we talked about Gwen in the hundred free, uh, outstanding job, double winner, uh, Greta Gidley, who won the 50 finishes second there. And then again, Julia, uh, watcher from Marion, uh, top, you know, one of the top performances in the 50 and took care of business in the, uh, hundred as well there with a third place finish. Um, two free relay, uh, mercy struggling a little bit there with the DQ, um, as we were texting throughout the, the meet, um, you know, sharing coach Venos's thoughts on, on that and just bummed because his girls worked so hard and, um, just had the, the rough call there and getting the DQ, uh, and that opened up the door. So you get battle, uh, excuse me, battle Creek. you get, uh, you, you get, uh, Cranbrook jumping in there and the 200 free relay. Again, you've got, uh, Gwen Woodbury on there. Uh, you don't see. Uh, Murdoch on there because she's going right into the backstroke next. But again, just some solid swimming out of those ladies, uh, winning the the two free relay, almost two full seconds ahead of Novi. 
that took second, and then Marion in third with a 140.8. And again, as you watch this year, as we go through D3, Cranbrook, outstanding program, uh, you know, one of the favorites to win D3, but you got Bill Thompson and the Marion Mustangs. And again, both those coaches work together in the summer. So I know they've got a lot of dialogue going. A lot of those athletes swim together in the summer. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of good competition for them. Um, and again, moving on, backstroke, uh, Justine Murdoch with that double win. Um, Pontiac, Notre Dame prep. Um, nice finish there in second. And again, you watch, you, you see those Mercy swimmers in there. Lake Orion, uh, two, two top five finishers in the backstroke, Lauren Valentine and Paige Potter. Uh, just, you know, two one double O swimmers, both getting their D one cuts. I know that was big for them and just a hundredth of a second apart for teammates. So I'm sure they were happy to, uh, you know, compete against each other day in and day out in practice, but then to finish that well, uh, hundred breaststroke again, Maddie Grievers with that, with that double win for us. And you see Emma May again, uh, she was top four in her first event and then second place in the breaststroke, um, Maddie Smith out of West Bloomfield and then, uh, Rusha from Troy. Uh, again, you start to see where you've got the depth in Mercy and you got your Marion and you got your Cranbrooks, but then you see these individual swimmers like Arusha uh, in the breaststroke and uh, Eric Schumann doing a great job with the, with the Lady Colts over at Troy and, you know, great time. 107.5 getting her D1 cut, um, just doing a really nice job there. And, and you, again, you get to see some of those, those individual swimmers where they might be uh, out, you know, way out ahead in a dual meet. And now in a meet like this, they get to compete with, with some of the best. Um, and we wrapped up the meet again, you know, Mercy taking care of business at a 335, um, Cranbrook right behind him at a 336, Seahome at a 338, uh, some pretty tight races. Again, that would have been fun at the end of the night, um, if we would have been all, all together, but, um, again, to see some of the fast times, you know, very, very impressive for those ladies and, uh, got them ready for, for league meet and getting them ready for state meet. Now. All right. Well, thanks for that. A lot of insight. And so now we're going to switch over to the individual results over the updated state rankings. But before we get into our next topic, did you know that there's 32 $1,000 college scholarships that the MHSAA hands out every year to scholar athletes? Listen to this to find out how you can apply. Nearly 2,000 of the state's top student athletes will be recognized for excelling academically and in school activities through the MHSAA's Scholar Athlete Award underwritten by Farm Bureau Insurance. The applicants will be in the running for a total of 32 $1,000 college scholarships. Application materials are available exclusively online through the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And so real quick, David, you said you mentioned that a couple of the swimmers got their D1 cut. Can you explain to the listeners what that is? Sure. So swimming... Um, you know, we're very fortunate. We have a qualifying time, um, and each state division has their own qualifying time. So the D one state cuts, um, are different than our D two and D three and your So D when I say D one, that's division and our divisions are, um, you've got your class a class B. So it's all based on uh, school population and the cuts every year are, uh, when, when the season ends, we look at returning athletes. Uh, we look at the graduating seniors that that may have impacted a, an event. And then uh, we look at uh, some teams will move up and move down based on how school population looks. So middle of the summer, uh, we'll get that fi- those final numbers. We'll find out if teams opt up or stay in their divisions. And then we run some calculations. 
And the MHSA has some goals, you know, they're looking at, uh, you know, 30 to 35, you know, there's some specifics on the website, but most of the field sizes are around there. And again, we'll kind of take all those, all that data that we just talked about and, and they'll find some, find some good qualifying times for the kids. So the qualifying times change on a year to year basis, depending on how many schools are moving up or down or how big a field was, um, or how many seniors we might've had, um, you know, the year before and, but pretty spot on. Uh, we've got a gentleman who's been doing those for quite a long time. He also works with um, uh, the All-American qualifying time. So he's he's pretty spot on with those. Um, yeah, and it's a good goal for the kids. You know, most of your Division One cuts are the faster cuts, um, but, you know, not all the time. Uh, it just depends year to year. All right, great. And so looking at these rankings, in first place for Division One is Ann Arbor Pioneer. Second place is Celine. And third place is Rockford. For Division Two, we have Seaholm on top, East Grand Rapids in second, and Rochester Adams in third. And then in Division Three, for first, we have Cranbrook, then Marion, and then Bay City John Glenn. So, as a swim coach for Bloomfield Hills for over twenty years, are you shocked by any of these rankings? No, uh, you. Th- those coaches have been doing a wonderful job. Um, you know, they, they put together some powerhouse teams. You're also seeing a lot of the communities where, you know, kids are swimming year round. Uh, they're taking the sport and, and taking it to the next level, swimming 50, 52 weeks out of the year. Um, you know, pioneer year in, year out, you know, Denny Hill, you know, winning a ton of state championships back in the day. And um, Coach Kurska is there now and doing a great job and uh, keeping those ladies on top. Um, but yeah, when, when you look across the board, I see experience. I see coaches that have, put in their time um, that have made the sacrifices and they know how to build a program year in and year out. And they refuse to sacrifice the important things, you know, for a one or two year stint, they are looking long-term and they just develop a great culture for their athletes. So not only are you getting great swimmers and divers, um, but you are getting, you know, well-rounded athletes, you are getting student athletes and, and that just builds on that environment. And, you know, not to take away from what they're doing in the pool training, but um, they they are the great teams because they they focus on every detail to make things great. And so, which one of these schools stood out to you the most? Um, you know, right now on paper, Ann Arbor Pioneer. I mean, far and away, you know, the deepest team in the state, the most talented team in the state. Um, you know, they. had a film day in day out um you know they just took on northville the other day i believe and just a, a dominant win in northville's right there just down the list and in, in fourth place for for d1 schools uh, but they're doing awesome you know todd brunning celine again you know, had a great run a few years back with some state championships and his his girls are right there on the cusp um gonna be tough to to top pioneer um i'd say they are far and away out of, of all the teams on the list the the most talented team out there yeah, and it looks like their coach was the assistant coach at U of M from 1997 to 2012. She's also a native of Ann Arbor and was a graduate from Pioneer High School. While at Pioneer, she had a two-time state champion in the 100-yard backstroke and was ranked the second fastest nationally in the backstroke out of high school. So she's got a pretty cool story to tell as well. Yeah, and little fact there, if you go back to the year that Michael Phelps was the flag bearer for the Olympics, Steph is right behind him. She was his uh, uh, personal, uh, you know, assistant uh, to help him get ready because uh, in, in an Olympic year, it's a little 
swimmers don't normally take part in that, but to have that honor of a flag bearer, they had somebody there to help. And Steph was there the whole way working with Michael. So he was ready to take part in that honor and then jump right in the pool the next day. So I know that's something she's always proud of and we recognize too on TV. So, yeah, that's great. Well, with so many amazing coaches and athletes to highlight, we're going to continue this discussion next week. But that's all that we all the time that we have for this week in the Michigan Poolside Swim Podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with more information and swim updates. So be sure to tune in. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, here with David Jolkevsky. We'll see you next week.